welcome to Right to Life of Michigan's LifeBeat podcast. I'm your host today, Grace Hemicky, joined by Anna Plymert. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing well. Today we are talking about two press releases, one from Governor Whitmer and one from Planned Parenthood and the ACLU, both kind of saying the same thing in different ways. Um, We'll start with the Planned Parenthood press release. They basically said that they are moving toward passing a Reproductive Health Act through Michigan legislature. So tell us a little bit about that. What is the Reproductive Health Act? What does it say? Yeah, well, first of all, in their press release, really all that Planned Parenthood and the ACLU can do is lobby and so it's it's up to let the legislator to actually introduce the reproductive health act get it passed get it to the governor and so basically in their press release they were asking they had a whole conference they were just asking the legislator to get started on this introduce this so they can get it moving the reproductive health act It hasn't been super clear what this will entail. We obviously know from the last year what they're going after, what their goals are to get all these laws repealed. Interestingly enough, in 2021, they did introduce the Reproductive Health Act. Is it the same thing as now? Hard to say. In that one, parental consent was included as being repealed for minors seeking abortions. So that was included in the 2021 version. So was that legislature um, more pro-life then that it failed? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it got introduced. Nothing happened with it, thankfully. This time around, they haven't introduced anything yet. Obviously, they're going back into session soon. It's likely that they will. And from what we've seen past couple months, from what we've seen of um, legislators talking about it in different interviews with reporters and what Planned Parenthood has talked about and what Governor Whitmer has talked about, we can kind of conclude that it's going to include informed consent for abortions. It's going to include... Um, repealing the health and safety clinic regulations for abortion facilities. And it's going to include repealing the Medicaid abortion funding ban. We don't know for sure if they're going to go after parental consent, just because it seems like they've kind of backed away from that in the last couple months in talking to reporters. I think hopefully they got the message that The majority of people in Michigan want parental consent for minors regarding abortion. That was something we saw during Prop 3, right? They started out being very honest that Prop 3 would endanger parental consent laws. Mm -hmm. But then once that hit the news, they started talking that back. Right. It's interesting. You would think they would have done some polling to realize that. 75% of Michiganders approve of parental consent for minors seeking abortion. And I think it all kind of, there was a shift in the last couple months when an MRG polling, they released polling 
from Michigan about parental consent. It was at 70% of people in Michigan. 60% of people in Michigan. 60% of people in Michigan wanted to keep parental consent laws for abortion. And a lot of those, a majority of those actually did um, vote for Proposal 3. So even though they supported abortion, legal abortion in Michigan, they still wanted to keep parental consent intact, which is interesting. So that's why we don't know if they're going to go after parental consent or not. We will certainly find out. But that's a little bit of history about the Reproductive Health Act. It has been introduced before, but obviously we don't know if it's the same version. It's a different act, different bill because that one never went anywhere but if it's going to include the same aspects we don't know okay so let's run through those laws that you just mentioned yeah and health and safety standards for abortion clinics the reproductive health act wants to repeal those mm-hmm. why would that be bad to be repealing health and safety standards for a medical facility that seems like a bit of a no-brainer question yeah i was gonna say <laughs> It seems like common sense that a medical facility would have uh, clinic regulations. So abortion facilities that perform surgical abortions are mandated to be um, to follow freestanding surgical center regulations, meaning the hallways have to be a certain width size in case emergency responders need to get a gurney or a stretcher through the hallway. They can get to a patient. So regulations like that, where it would make sense and it would be in the patient, the woman's best interest that these regulations and requirements are followed, is what they're trying to repeal. Maybe to the normal person, that sounds insane, obviously, that you would repeal something that could ultimately save a person's life in emergency. Yep, that's that's strange. Our polling says 97% of Michiganders want these health and safety standards. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Planned Parenthood and the ACLU thinking when they want these repealed? They've come out and made statements about them. Yeah, their statements... Basically, summarizing them are when this, when the health and safety regulations were first established, and abortion facilities had to be had to follow freestanding clinical regulations. A lot of these abortion facilities that have never been regulated were shut down, and so to them, that is limiting access to abortion, decreasing profits for them. That would be bad for them. And so to them, if you have all of these regulations, then there can't be as many abortion facilities as there possibly could be. Interesting. I, I was going to say, this sounds like you could, if these health and safety standards were repealed, you could perform abortions in a home or in a building that isn't a medical facility at all. Right. That couldn't that repeal could incentivize that sort of behavior and prop three certainly does not help right and this got mentioned in last fall a lot because basically if there wasn't if they didn't have to follow the freestanding clinical regulations they create their own regulations and who's to say what those would be 
no industry should regulate itself. No, absolutely not. Especially not medical industries. Right. I think it's interesting that pro-abortion leaders and activists like to say that abortion is health care. Well, health care has standards and regulations and standard practice is typically followed for all of those, even for getting a tattoo or piercing, all of those facilities and places, businesses are regulated by the health department. What's also interesting about this is that the abortion facilities that only give out abortion pill, they are not considered freestanding facilities. They don't have to follow those regulations, only the ones that perform surgical abortions, which would make sense. It's a surgical medical center. Um, So technically, it wouldn't limit any access, especially if you have abortion center or facility that only does abortion pill, which we know is wildly the majority of abortions in Michigan. It's over 50%. So to say that it would limit access is not true. Yeah, the repeal of those standards certainly does not help anybody give Planned Parenthood the benefit of the doubt when they do say that abortion is pro-woman or abortion is health care. Right. I mean, you can blatantly see that this is so they, they can increase their profits, mm-hmm. open more facilities, things like that. Along those lines, one of the laws they're looking to repeal is the 24-hour waiting period before abortion. So before a woman can go get a surgical abortion, She has to have 24 hours in between. There's 65% approval of this waiting period Mm -hmm. among those yes on Prop 3 voters. So it was popular in Michigan to keep this law. Planned Parenthood and the ACLU are looking to repeal it. Um, What have they said about that? Well, it's interesting that they are promoting the repeal of this law, only calling it the 24-hour waiting period. That aspect is the 24-hour waiting period is a component of the informed consent law. To them, they're going to have this sob story of, oh, women have traveled hours and hours, and then they have to wait 24 hours, and they have to buy a hotel, and they have to get a rental car, and it's so expensive, and how do you expect women to get an abortion when she really, really needs one if like, she has all these hurdles she has to go through? But what's interesting about that is with informed consent, you can fill out the form online at your home the day before your appointment, and then you print it and you it timestamps it when you print it, and then you bring it with you to your appointment. So it's not like they're turning women away when that is how they could fulfill their informed consent. Obviously, that is not a good thing that Michigan is doing right now, allowing women to do that because essentially right now they're able to skip through all the information that is provided with the informed consent law. Every medical procedure, every little thing that you could do, a piercing, a tattoo, if you have to get... Get your wisdom teeth out. Yeah. The simplest things, they provide you information. That is called informed consent. You are informed about the decision you're making. You're informed about any risk, alternatives. Say you go in and you have to get your wisdom teeth out. 
well, do I have to get them out? Are there any alternatives? Is there anything else I can do so I don't have to go through surgery? Those would be important things for people to know. So that's what that information provides on informed consent. So Planned Parenthood would like the population of Michigan to think that this is only a meaningless time that you have to wait and do nothing. But that's not true because during this time, you are going to be getting valuable information about Mm -hmm. your options Mm -hmm. so that you can make the best decision for you and your family. Yes. Okay. So those would be the pros of this law. Yeah. And informed consent is used in every medical circumstance. It was created by the health department and all of these inform all of the information that is provided within informed consent they've collaborated with medical professionals and it has been supported by every administration thus far so to say that it's not necessary that is providing biased information well technically speaking an alternative to abortion would be to continue your pregnancy. I'm not sure how that would be biased. That would be stating the facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm sensing a theme of people are just trying to give the abortion industry a pass where yes. the rest of the medical industry is still regulated by health standards. Let's talk about the Medicaid abortion funding ban. Planned Parenthood and the ACLU are trying to get this one repealed as well. Have they said why? I mean, it's pretty obvious as to why they would want to get this one repealed. Uh, it's not shocking at all that they're going after this one. It's been, it's been targeted, you know, federally and state level. We've had this ban in place since 1988, I believe, 87 or 88. So it's been a while, and a lot of lives have been saved because of this ban. It pretty much comes down to people in Michigan have the right and have conscious protections to not have their tax dollars being used to pay for abortion. That's what it comes down to. Planned Parenthood and the ACLU and pro-abortion legislators are going to argue that, well, there's women out there who can't access abortion and it is their constitutional right under Proposal 3 that they have access to this. And so we should help them pay for it. Well, no, tax dollars should not be going towards that. And that has been the majority opinion for a very long time in Michigan and federally. Hmm. To be clear, that's not private insurance. Private insurance can cover abortion. Yes. This is state funded abortion yes this is medicaid funded abortion tax dollars you can purchase insurance for abortion if you think you'll ever need one you can purchase insurance in the same way that you would purchase any insurance if you think you'll ever need it okay so this law might in the eyes of planned parenthood help impoverished women access abortion is that would that be a somewhat honest characterization of what they're thinking it would definitely make it easier for women to get abortions yes i would think so okay and then on that topic of making it easier for people to get abortions the last law 
that we wanted to talk about was parental consent. Planned Parenthood and the ACLU <laughs> are looking to repeal this one also. Parental consent is approved of by 60% of Proposal 3 yes voters. Mm-hmm. So it's a popular law, even among people who would identify as pro-choice. Why is Planned Parenthood trying to repeal this one? They have been trying for a while to repeal parental consent. They would like everyone to be able to get an abortion no matter what. Obviously, that would increase their profit. They wouldn't have to deal with certain mandatory reporting or things like that if they had a teenager come in need an abortion. There's a lot of things they have to go through, a lot of things that the teenager has to go through to, you know, if they can't get parental consent, they can get it through the courts. So obviously it would be easier for Planned Parenthood to increase their profits if teenagers were able to get abortions. The bottom line is, and with all of these laws that they want to repeal, if you look at it between the lines, everything's going to increase their profit if it gets repealed. That's no different for parental consent. Like you said, majority of people in Michigan would like to see parental consent stay, as I think any parent would. There's a lot of different, you know, crazy circumstances, hopefully, that are more rare that could happen as a consequence of repealing parental consent. Um, You have the aspect of kids in foster care. Unfortunately, there are kids in foster care that do get abused. And so when those kids would go to Planned Parenthood, they're not going to report that abuse that child would never get help. That would go for sex trafficking as well or right domestic abuse. Under parental consent, a girl could get an abortion if there was some kind of neglect or abuse in her family. She could still procure an abortion by going to the courts for a judicial bypass. Correct. Okay. Yes, and there are girls that do that in Michigan, But if you have a young girl who's being abused and she goes to Planned Parenthood trying to get an abortion, say, I don't know, whoever is abusing her takes her to get the abortion. Theoretically speaking, Planned Parenthood or whoever is doing this abortion should see that that's not her parent or her legal guardian. Therefore, she can't have this abortion. Therefore, the abuse hopefully will not be covered up anymore. Right. Clinics are required to screen for coercion. Even if there isn't someone else present. Correct. Okay. Okay, so with all of this in mind, what can grassroots pro-life supporters do to help keep this Reproductive Health Act from becoming a bill and entering the legislature? First and foremost, it's definitely important to be aware of all of this, to be aware of all these laws, why they're so important, And to know that these are not just pro-life laws that they're trying to repeal. These are common sense created by the health department, followed by every single medical standard that there is. That would be very important for people to remember, even if they're not pro-life. And so just talking about that with your family, with your friends, making sure that your community is aware that these laws are being threatened. And we can also... Make sure that our legislators are aware that these laws are important. Even if they are, they consider themselves pro-choice, that these are not something that they want repealed for the greater 
good of our state, for women, for children, for everyone, really. A lot of the rationalization here seems to be that these laws are limiting abortion access, so they Mm -hmm. have to go. That just seems like a terrible reason to get rid of something. We have roads where they are for reasons. We don't Mm -hmm. drive over the lawn. Parents would have to worry so much more, and it would be a much less safe society if access to things was the greatest good. Right. We do want some limits. As we do for everything. Right. So what can the legislators do? They're going to be speaking and voting Mm -hmm. against these. We can call our legislators, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. So on our website, you can find your legislator, can call them, shoot them an email, Mm -hmm. write them a letter, tell them to vote against the Reproductive Health Act, even if they're pro-choice, right? Correct. Yes. Even if they're pro-choice. Because these, this is not a pro-life or pro-choice argument or debate or stance even to take. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> I think we will cut it short for today. I hope you all out there have a wonderful Labor Day weekend and happy Thursday.